Welcome to another episode of Farm Focus. Pennsylvania farmers now have a new resource to help improve their businesses. Penn State Small Business Development Center has opened an Agriculture Center of Excellence as a resource to help farmers and agribusinesses improve business efficiencies or improve in areas like marketing or managing cash flow. The center can also help producers understand the various loan programs that are available to agriculture and also how farmers can comply with certain regulations like food safety. Recently, I spoke with Carl Binns, coordinator of the Agriculture Center for Excellence, about the services available to Pennsylvania farmers. Uh, good morning. My name is Carl Benz. I'm currently serving as the Agriculture Center of Excellence Coordinator for the Penn State Small Business Development Center. So for those that might not be familiar with what a small business development center does, what do they do and what services do they offer? One of our main taglines is uh, we help businesses start, grow, and prosper. Uh, but in a nutshell, uh, the SBDCs, and uh, I, I try to liken it to an extension network, uh, but it's, it's not necessarily tied to any kind of agricultural university. You know, they're hosted at universities around the state and the country, and they're partially funded by U.S. Congress through a partnership with Small Business Administration. Uh, I mean, you're talking about nearly a thousand uh, local centers alone just in Pennsylvania. And um, you know, they provide no cost business consulting services and maybe some low cost training to new and existing businesses. Uh, so we're really trying to help businesses with some services that normally would be rather expensive if they were to go the private route and pro provide that support for Pennsylvania small to mid-sized businesses. And with the Agriculture Center of Excellence, uh, we're trying to uh, do that, but with the understanding that there are some very unique nuances to uh, food and agribusinesses that don't necessarily translate to like your standard tech startup. What are some of those nuances? You know, what is the, you know, in your view, the difference between the tech startup and somebody who's got a great idea of wanting to farm? Yeah, quite a few. So, you know, if you're a small uh, software business, uh, you don't have to deal with um, weather variability. I don't have to deal with um, kind of seasonal d diseases that may impact your crops. You don't have to deal with some of, well, a lot of the food regulations and food safety implications. Uh, the environmental, while a lot of companies are trying to be much more environmentally conscious, they simply don't have to deal with some of the day-to-day -day environmental implications that uh, a food producer would have to do. Uh, I think also the fact that uh, many of our producers don't really make a customer facing product. Uh, some do, but many of them don't. So they don't have the capability to just go out there and garner market access uh, and, and go out there and promote and brand themselves. Uh, often don't have the time to do so. And, you know, I think there's also just a, uh, the layered ramifications of if you're doing things across state lines or if internationally. There's always many more restrictions on anything that we either, you know, ingest or put into our bodies ultimately. And oftentimes that's so far down in the chain it is, is oftentimes producers can't even directly control some of the things that are put upon them. That's, uh, that, that's very true. So tell me some of the, uh, you know, maybe in a little bit more detail, some of the services sure. that you're able to offer the ag community. And just to clarify as well, the, there's nine centers of excellence across the state of Pennsylvania. And so there's not just the Ag Center of Excellence, there's uh, digital marketing, cybersecurity, things like that. And so I just wanted to make sure I um, 
emphasize that point. Uh, but essentially we were uh, created in response to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and really trying to ensure that uh, that food supply chain doesn't go through what it went through during uh, kind of those initial stages where the supply chain was just really messed up because we just weren't prepared for what would happen when folks weren't going to a grocery store anymore or they weren't going to conferences and conventions anymore. You know, we're really looking at, okay, how do we help producers through this time? So a lot of the services are COVID-19 related this year. I'll get into some future things in a little bit, but right now we're really looking at a lot of educational and training seminars on how do you navigate uh, Food Safety Modernization Act, uh, financial management, budgeting, planning. How do you deal with maybe shifting into a different operation uh, because things just aren't working anymore? Um, succession planning uh, in a time where you can't really meet and get together with people, uh, get, have large family gatherings to plan what's the next generation going to do. Now, <laughs> a lot of that is really predicated on being very proactive about reaching out to farmers or producers or people along the supply chain um, and really making sure that we're addressing the needs that they, they truly need. So we offered this buffet of services, if you will. Uh, but for example, the PPP and idle situation, it just really didn't help quite a lot of producers. Uh, this, the way it was structured doesn't really match a farm structure. It helped to kind of up the chain restaurants and things, but um, kind of at that grower level is really tough to apply that in a very useful way, recognizing that uh, we're now trying to be very proactive moving forward, you know, 2022, things like that. After we prayerfully get through this situation, what does the producer truly need to be an efficient, small to mid-sized business operation? Do you think enough in the agriculture community think of themselves as a small business? Many farmers do view themselves like this, uh, but some are, really don't operate as a business operation kind of in a day-to-day -day mindset. Uh, so, you know, we always hear about record keeping being one of the, the big issues of uh, being able to take advantage of programs when they come out. So like if your records aren't in a format where you can readily access them and provide them for some kind of uh, grant or loan program, that makes this, the uh, process much more uh, strenuous and stressful. I think also, uh, folks who are doing or deciding to do like business to consumer now, you really have to look at their operation as a brand. And sometimes a lot of farmers and producers and even folks kind of in the middle section don't really market themselves like that. And I think agriculture folks are so humble about the amazing work that they do, but this is not the age of humbleness anymore. Uh, this is the age of shameless self-promotion. And, you know, if, if you have the best, best cuts of beef, you need to be telling folks that every single day in multiple formats. Uh, and that's something that we're actually specialized to help folks do. But that's just one example. So, so let's maybe explore that a, a, a yeah. little bit more because you're, you're right. There, there is a certain humility in the agriculture yeah. community. I'm just going to go, you know. Do my job and yeah. Going away. But you're right, there's some great ag products out there. What are some ways that you can help farmers kind of flip that switch to go from, hey, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing to, hey, y'all got to see what I'm doing? Uh, a few, like I would call key priorities moving forward. Um, you know, I, I think 
Uh, we're really trying to focus on assisting with market access and not really a traditional market access of like kind of going and advocating for a large swath of, you know, hey, let's get all the, um, you know, kind of like the, we don't want to replicate like the, the PA preferred PA grows program. What we're really talking about is, hey, maybe I have a beef cattle operation and my product is really good, but I don't have the time to go out and build a customer base. Uh, I just don't, or the inclination uh, to be honest. So, you know, we can help somebody set up a, a marketing strategy on how to promote their product, build a customer base, do it efficiently and effectively, uh, particularly in that digital space. Uh, how do you get the most bang for your buck? Because ultimately some, some of that will end up having a cost to it, uh, but for our no cost services, we can help you build that infrastructure. Uh, so, you know, looking at it from a standpoint of how do I tell the story of my operation? If I'm now selling directly to a customer, they want to know what did it take to get this to my table or my doorstep if it's being delivered? Uh, what went into this, uh, particularly when you're talking about that younger generation? And I think, you know, working in this space, a lot of folks are, you know, people don't really understand what we do. They don't understand how much we do care and steward the land. Despite the challenges, this is the best time to get out there and tell people your story. We can also help with that as well. Often people think it's not super critical, but it really is if you're go going to begin selling directly to uh, consumers. You know, you hit on an interesting point of this being kind of the right time. And I imagine there's probably some out there that are wondering if my business model needs to change yeah. going forward. And maybe it's not a wholesale, you know, 180, but start incorporating some of those things. And I assume that's an area that the, uh, the SBDC is able to help with. There's a term called nudging, uh, where you make small adjustments throughout an organization to either reduce costs, improve operational efficiency. That's really where uh, you know, I feel that we can be very impactful in the agricultural space. Uh, so make this small tweak, and, because we understand that you can't convert an entire operation overnight, or sometimes even in a year. Uh, so, you know, here's how to make some small adjustments to either reduce the cost and, you know, we always talk about reducing input costs and things like that, but re reduce the cost of a missed opportunity. And I see that happen a lot in ag because loan structure is a little wonky, uh, financial uh, documents aren't quite where they need to be. You know, if they are doing some promotion online, the website needs a major upgrade, things like that. Uh, so, and it's often like, just don't have time to manage all of these things. And, and we, and I think there's also got to be the understanding that, you know, if you're a multi-generation, you know, farming operation, uh, there is that reality that, you know, this is part of the family livelihood. And sometimes you got to have tough conversations with different generations who are working in the operation about some adjustments that need to be made. Nobody likes dramatic change. What we want to do is take an honest assessment of what you're currently doing. Here's a few adjustments that could be made to improve your situation. Some may have a incremental effect. Some may be able to say, oh, wow, this was a huge impact in my business within the year. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of hearing two themes from you. One is the importance of business record keeping, because right. without that sort of discipline, you might miss out on opportunities. And second, is 
the self-promotion of you as the farmer and the product you produce? We certainly recognize within the Ag Center of Excellence that folks that are producing food, moving food around, uh, or even preparing food, uh, there's just a lot of things that simply do not have the time to do if they're a small to mid-sized business. And we want to avoid uh, a business having to make like a make or break cost decision on, hey, should I go and get consulting to boost my marketing plan or just keep plugging along and be losing out on customers? Or, you know, I really want to get trained on QuickBooks, but that price is a little steep for us right now. We have a QuickBooks expert on staff. I want to go to the FISMA training, but I really need to be doing some things on the farm and missing out on certain bits and pieces of information can be very costly down the road. So I got a question about accessing your, your services. I assume right now there's probably a lot of online meetings, but can you maybe tell me a little bit more about what you guys are currently offering? Yeah, unfortunately, we're, we're not doing any in-person right now just due, due to the nature of what's going on. Uh, but essentially, anybody that's interested, they will reach out, they can send us an email. And what we would then do is kind of a intake process. Uh, it's not strenuous or anything, but set up kind of a introductory Zoom uh, or Teams, whichever one somebody might prefer, and really do what's called a business canvas. <clears throat> so it's not a comprehensive business plan. It's more of this cool tool that's very broad, broad stroke overview of what you're currently doing to give us a bird's eye assessment of how and if we can help. And then we onboard you as a client if you want to continue working with us. And that would be, can, however the schedule needs to work for the client, we do that for them. Uh, we continuously meet with the client until they feel like they're, they're good to go. And we also do team consulting. So, you know, I won't claim to be a FISMA expert, but we have somebody who's, you know, 30 years of extension experience on staff. Uh, so if there's, and then we also do cross collaboration with other SBDCs across the state. Uh, so I want to make sure that folks know if they're in a part of Pennsylvania that isn't kind of directly around Penn State, and we serve the state of Pennsylvania and the collaborative SBDC network. So there might be a marketing expert at another SBDC that's able to, to jump in and say, hey, here's four or five tips that you might want to incorporate. Yeah, for example, um, uh, they're the cybersecurity one. While that folks may not think like, oh, I'm not like a Fortune 500 company of people hacking into my business. Uh, cybersecurity is a broad stroke term where it's like, hey, maybe don't leave your office password taped to your computer that's in a public space. Or, you know, make sure you're protecting your personal information because if that is hacked, that's going to impact your operation. Uh, so cybersecurity doesn't always have to be this big uh, tech thing. It is also personal cybersecurity as well. Uh, there's the digital marketing center where if you need to roll out a massive campaign, we have people on staff that can handle um, marketing. But if you're really like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to go big, uh, there's a center specifically designed for that. So wow. what we do, and, and that's really, we're trying to operate much more effectively like, a, like the extension model, where you have agents all around the state, but if you bump into an agent in one part that's like, hey, that's not my expertise, but somebody on my staff has that expertise, and then they connect you with that person. 
And re remind me again, is there is there a fee for this service? So we are uh, we we say no cost consulting. Uh, so if you come to us and say, hey, these are the things I want, uh, we're funded through Small Business Administration, and we're our goal is for this not to cost you money. You had talked about a, a little bit about uh, you know kind of future goals for the center once we get past COVID and everything along those lines. Tell me, you know, what is some of the long-term vision uh, for the center? Market access is going to be uh, one of the key areas is how do we help folks who've now kind of gone through this situation and seen like, oh, maybe I can do switch up a little things and, and, and innovate my business model a little bit. Uh, we want to help folks do that. We want to help producers not have to go out and do all those things of creating market access, uh, building a customer base. With the, we've seen the some of the real challenges that this pandemic has put us through, but it's also given folks an opportunity to take a pause and say, hey, how do I uh, make some adjustments to still be profitable? How do I cut back on some things that were costing me a lot of money, but without a huge ROI return on investment for my operation? Operational efficiency is another one, and I don't necessarily mean uh, we're not going to be coming on the farm to improve your kind of on-farm operations, but what I mean by that is helping you save money on things that were costing you money that you might not have really noticed, um, helping you avoid things, uh, helping you avoid missed opportunities, the opportunity cost of not being able to take advantage of a USDA grant or a PDA grant, helping you improve the way that you brand your organization, uh, because that is a very expensive thing in other, <laughs> if you go try to work with an ad agency, <laughs> that's gonna cost a lot of money. Uh, and then really looking at the standpoint of um, how do we help small to mid-sized operations accelerate? And I use that tech term, but you know they have the incubator space, the accelerator space. But right now there's this weird gap in Pennsylvania where you have like the food and tech startup hubs, but from an agribusiness standpoint or a food production standpoint, how do we help a small business scale up to a point where they might've been operating for a few years in the red, but now they're in the black. And what we're looking at is creating that hub, if you will, of interested parties who want to see the growth of food production in Pennsylvania. Uh, now that's really the long-term goal is we would bring in producers who qualify for the accelerator program and how do we help infuse their business with either human capital, actual capital, and be able to track the improvement after they've completed the accelerator program. I think sometimes folks forget like how good of a state we are for agriculture, how Our diverse house. we are, and the strength of being so close to so many major urban areas and our ability to grow such a wide variety. Yeah, and, and that's really where, you know, I, I think, you know, there's really been a general awakening in the, in the general public about how important the food system really is and how so many of us just expect the food to be on the shelves when we go in the grocery store. And there were a lot of places and when, when COVID really was hitting hard uh, initially where stuff just wasn't on the grocery store shelves, uh, but it's not because it wasn't being produced it was the you know supply chain had been so disrupted that things weren't getting into the grocery stores. 
So I think this is a major opportunity for us to remove some of those silos of, well, if I'm at, if I'm the chef at a restaurant, I'm not super concerned what the producer's doing as long as my food gets here on time. No, let's have these conversations about, I'm proud to serve these Pennsylvania grown things in my restaurant. I have a real relationship with the person who grows the food. And then those folks in the middle, you know, breaking down some of those barriers of, well, hey, I'm just here to do my part in this food system. Um, this is a great opportunity for, you know, ag to have a resurgence of, this is what we're doing, this is who we are. And this is why everybody needs to care about what we're doing. Those are some excellent points. So the, the last question I wanted to ask you is, how can our organization help? Absolutely. So I will say when I first assumed this role back in November, uh, the first, the very first email I sent out was to my contacts at American Farm Bureau Federation in DC, said, I need to get in contact with Pennsylvania Farm Bureau because those are the people on the ground with producers. That's the member organization that we really need to have an affiliation with. And we need real feedback. So oftentimes uh, programs are put together and then put out, but the folks who are really the ones that are supposed to be benefiting from the program haven't had as much input as you would like them to have. Uh, so I think it's absolutely critical for Pennsylvania Farm Bureau and, and its members to uh, reach out to us uh, if you would like to use, utilize our services, but also tell us what do you really need. In my, granted, in mind, we're not going to be coming on the farm to do actual farming improvements. Uh, that's more of an extension thing. But what do you really need? Think about yourselves as a business operation. What services that would normally cost you money you're not really looking to spend, what would you like for a small business development center to be providing you as a producer? And also, how can we be advocates for you? Uh, I think that's a give and take that is absolutely necessary. But I'm here to say, you know, we want to hear from your members. We want to hear what do they really need? How can we help them effectively and be as useful as a resource as possible? Carl, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I thank you for taking the time. Um, and I guess I'll end it with it. Was there anything that you wanted to add or anything I, I forgot to ask you? You know, I definitely, I love to end with a, a message of hope. I know it's been really, really tough for a lot of people. And, you know, I've been able to talk with a lot of folks, uh, a lot of growers across Pennsylvania, even in my short time in this role. And I just wanted to let you all know you're, you're not alone. Uh, you know, you're not going through this, these tough times uh, by yourself. And, you know, we are here to be a resource for you. We want to help you. Yeah, that, that's a message, one message I can get across to the best of our abilities, we want to help you. Great, thank you again. If you have enjoyed this episode of Farm Focus, please subscribe. More episodes are on the way, and all of our past episodes are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and on Podbean at pfbcast.podbean.com. Thanks for listening.